Good morning. <laughs> good well, morning. Well, you. yeah, I mean, right now, whatever time you're listening to this, <laughs> good that. <laughs> this is the Self Love Saga podcast with Jessica and Emily. Yeah, yeah, we back in the his house. <laughs> we're testing out different openings. Yeah, we're just kind of going with the flow at this point. It's like whatever jumps into our beautiful minds is what's going to happen pretty much and at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which that means it's inspired, right? So yeah, exactly. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> we don't need construction. <laughs> Us? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're perfect. We're perfect, just the way we are. Exactly. <laughs> oh my How gosh. was your week? Um, pretty good. I feel like my week flies by so quick. I'm like, again, still don't know what days it is. So I'm like, just every day I wake up, I'm like, go with the flow. <laughs> If anything pops up in my calendar, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did plan that like four days ago, but still feels like yesterday. Right. So bad. (laughs) I don't know. I feel sometimes that I wish I were in a place in my life where I didn't know what day of the week it was. (laughs) (laughs) But then it like messes with you so badly that you're like, this is why we have days of the week. (laughs) Because then you don't feel like an insane person where, like, literally just time passes so weird. So, yeah. (laughs) That's where I'm at. How old is Tatum now? Tatum will be, let's see, what day? See, that's why I'm like, what day is it? Wow. So today's Thursday. I think it's the 26th. Sunday. So three days from now, he'll be four weeks old, so a month old. Wow. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> and I was asking Justin, I'm like, Justin, can you look at your calendar for a second and help me calculate some things? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally did find that out today. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm just pretending, you know. Right. Fake it till you make it. That's that works sometimes. How you have to do it. It's like placebo effect. Like, if you believe you can do it, you can do it. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, my week was quite boring, I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. We, uh, I worked. Yeah. Yesterday it was Adulting. kind of chaotic, though. Oh, no. Yeah. Good way, bad way. A mixy match. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it wasn't chaotic for me. It was chaotic for my boyfriend. Oh, gotcha. He got an internship for um, his degree that he's going to be working on. So he had to go and do a whole bunch of stuff for that. And found out that his dad is back in the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah, his dad has colon cancer. and That's rough been hard yeah it's really sad to know what's gonna happen yep yeah just sit there and let it happen yeah it feels so helpless yeah you have to give up that kind of control yeah (laughs) but I've tried to be as positive as I can right like that's my job yeah (laughs) I'm here as your rock but you're like holy crap this is insane like no you can't prepare for anything like that unless you go through that life experience already so oh that's so difficult yeah and that's like horrible to watch and then seeing your partner go through that with their family and oh my gosh yeah I uh 
told him, I was like, if you need to drop everything, fly out there, just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we're not at that point yet. Right. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically make them comfortable and see if anything can help slow the progression down, basically. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, that was my week, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Why it's the bad? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Today I got a babysit my nephew. Yes. That's always a joy. Yeah. No, it sounded like you guys were having fun screaming and stuff. (laughs) So much fun. So cute. Uh, He's at that point where he uh, jabber talks a lot. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, Yeah. I can understand. You just agree to everything where he's like saying some secret message. He's like, I see dead people and you're like uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you really don't know what they're saying right at all <laughs> oh my god that's uh, a cute stage though when they're like trying to put stuff together and learning what the words are for things because then once he learns it you're like oh my god good job yeah <laughs> we, we can communicate more what's this <laughs> yeah that's so much fun yeah it's it's been fun he's starting to reenact moments in movies that he really likes oh my gosh yeah he's like a movie fanatic (laughs) it's so cute he was like on a thing with trolls and you said that he's like now onto monsters inc yep monsters inc which is all good for me he really likes those pixar movies that make me cry legit though and the disney ones that make me cry we watched lilo and stitch which i now i know why i never watched that movie yeah i cried for like half the movie yeah legit there are freaking moments where you're like i can relate so hard to this and then also like oh this is so like when you're an adult and you watch these movies like even as like a teenager or like a younger kid watching those movies is like i didn't really understand fully so like i watched them during different like points in my life where i'm like oh my gosh oh. i totally get it now right and i'm like these writers are so freaking good dude like <sighs> The layers. Yes, the layers. I'm like, you. that's why you can revisit these at different times, because then you can relate to different things in those movies. It is awesome. Right. <laughs> I uh, um, get made fun of by my boyfriend because I like cartoon movies. <laughs> Dude, that's like the only movies I can watch. Like, legit. I'm like, I grew up on these movies. Like, the whole animation. Yeah. Dude, right. like that's that's what my heart is into the nostalgia from those movies too is like so deep like that's like part of dna at this point in my life yep <laughs> <laughs> um anyway today we're gonna talk about your birth story no just kidding yes <laughs> it's not paranormal um, this is completely new to me i've never had a child never been pregnant so yeah. it's a journey. I man. love listening to people's horrendous stories. Horrendous. Oh no. This is actually quite positive. I mean oh, there's good. there's some like shocking like facts about like Tatum and stuff and like at least I feel really lucky that he's here with like two of the main things that like we struggled wow. with or found out about him. So yeah, so that's like the only like I don't know, negative? No, it's not really negative. It's just like, wow, you just feel really lucky it's that he's just here. very traumatic. Yeah. It is, yes. Traumatic experiences. Yeah, and it's like, you, you can choose how you take when you find out things, like, 
you know there's that whole it's almost like going through like grief when you process like information when you get it, you're just like holy crap like shock denial <laughs> feeling like okay well are they gonna be okay or do I need to like put stress and like energy into this and then you're like no don't put stress and energy and then yeah so that's only like not negative things but like things that just happen that were just you just feel grateful and like it's a miracle like having babies is a freaking miracle dude it like, really is it's almost like magic I tell Justin that I'm like it's magic he's like no it's not I'm like but it is <laughs> like I don't understand it fully it's magic dude um so yeah it, it's it, it's a good positive birth story so if if anyone needs a good positive birth story at least like through my pregnancy when I would like go like google search videos because like I'm very visual learner I was like okay I'm gonna go research this positive birth story so you can kind of get like motivation and like be able to picture yourself being in that, you know, situation and getting through it. So like, you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. That person did it. I can do it. Right. Um, I would only look at positive birth stories because like what, if you get anything in your mind that's like horrendous or if I was like listening to people like this one lady at my work had a horribly traumatic birth story. I was like, I stopped her. I'm like, I'm just going to stop you right there. I'm like, I want to know details like after I give birth. But, like, I can't, like, mentally put that in my mind that, like, something so horrible happened to, like, someone I know. Because then, like, that's going to creep into my mind and, like, make me doubt myself. She's right. like, oh, yeah, no problem. So she kind of, like, told me her story and kind of the gist of it. <sighs> and I'm very grateful I don't have all the details in my mind to, like, to go through that. Because if you get doubt in your mind, like... That legit can, like, hinder you from it's true. even progressing during birth. So I've been trying to practice um, positive energy and doing positive energy yes. uh, meditations. And it just always constantly talks about if anything's going wrong in your life, it's because you're attracting it. You need to turn yep. away, turn around your mindset and start thinking positively and having those positive energy and feelings because that's when all of that positive um experiences are going to come to you so yeah it's literally like manifestation like if you put that energy out there i totally believe that energy comes back to you so as much energy positive energy you can put out in the universe just know the universe you know usually <laughs> is pretty kind <laughs> i feel <laughs> right if you're putting good stuff out there it comes back so I believe that for sure. Sweet. Um, well, where so do you yeah. want to start? I'm like, there's so many layers <laughs> to this story. Like, Do you want to start with your pregnancy? Do you want to start with the day that you woke up and you're like, damn, I'm in labor? <laughs> like, or... It's time to go, bro. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Um, Let's see. I'm going to start kind of with... I feel like I should kind of compare a little bit between my last pregnancy and this pregnancy probably kind of kind of give like my view on the different types of experiences I've had and then kind of go from there I think because okay. I feel well this pregnancy compared to my first pregnancy with my first son was completely 180 like when they say that pregnancies are basically completely different like even within 
your own person. It's 100% true, at least out of the two experiences I've had. Okay. So, well, like, question first. Yes. When it came to your first born compared to your second born, did you plan for both of these pregnancies? And no. Births? No. So, oh, it's so crazy. So, <sighs> it's wild. So, the first pregnancy, I had just barely been in a relationship with my boyfriend. So, we'd only been together for like under a year. Okay. And we were planning to have kids like five years in the future. So, basically, like now when I've had uh, Tatum, like, Right you would now, have just started this, planning for Yeah, he would have first. been, like, basically our first kid, like, if we were putting <laughs> it in that time of time frame. So we kind of, you know, and we have gotten pregnant two for two. Like, the two times we've ever messed up, like, you know. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, we are fertile myrtle. We have to be extremely careful. Because, <laughs> like, with Leo, literally one time. And it was like, all right, you're pregnant. And me, I didn't think that was even, like possible because wow. I uh, have PCOS and endometriosis along with type 1 diabetes. That is crazy. So yeah, I have like those problems where they're like, yeah, you might like, you know, struggle a little bit harder and like have to be really good with your blood sugars and like on track with everything, mm -hmm. which I know with both pregnancies, like my blood sugars were actually really perfect around like around those times like I did get pregnant so I'm like maybe that's the only key like I need for like, my body to be like okay I accept the seed like <laughs> you know um but yeah so I guess that stuff is like exactly the same with like getting pregnant we're just super fertile and I know that's not like everyone's story which is really really shitty because I do have a friend that's right now like trying to get pregnant and that's one reason I actually kept this pregnancy like a secret for so long because I didn't tell people past I was like a 20 while. weeks yeah. it was halfway like th over halfway because I had him at 37 weeks yeah and pregnancy just goes to 40 weeks if you if yeah for reference for if you people are like gotta google that because <laughs> um, I would tell people at my work I'm like I'm 23 weeks or whatever and they're like don't know what that time frame is. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, it's out of 40. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. That I could like visual when like the end is. You only know the timeline if you've gone through that before. Right. Yeah. You've been pregnant, had a child before. Yeah. So. And like, even I forgot, like when people would be like, oh yeah, I'm this far along. I'm like, literally got to Google. I'm like, hey, uh, how many months is that? Like, <laughs> I still have it's to so get a funny. calculator out. All of the pregnancy dates and like um newborn ages Stages, are in yeah. weeks yeah. and I'm just like why weeks why so difficult dude it's so hard <laughs> yeah that's why I was like today I was like calculating I'm like Justin get your calendar out help me like calculate <laughs> this because I'm like literally we gotta figure out how old he is um yeah so that was like the only thing that was similar between the two pregnancies so with Leo Weiss kind of in the mindset that like, I didn't even know if our relationship was, like, gonna last through that pregnancy. So, like, my mental... That was, like, the darkest time, like, mental-wise. Like, wow. I was super depressed through that whole pregnancy, and that caused, like, chronic migraines. Like, mm. I had more migraines than I didn't have migraines. So, I was just, like, sick in bed, and literally, like, getting up out of bed to go pee would make me, like, so nauseous and sick. Oh. So, like, I was just so racked with like fear and 
just didn't know what was going to happen. And so just terrible anxiety and horrible depression through that whole pregnancy. And it just made me so like, not even just emotionally sick, but just physically so sick. So that is a lesson on if your mental game is off, like this can completely affect your health. 100%. Like, so I wasn't in a good mental spot. That's why I'm glad Leo though is like turned out as good as he is as a kid and like calm. Cause like I've heard horror stories and then also like my mom was like suicidal with one of my brothers and he has like horrible mental and emotional uh, troubles. So like it definitely affected him. Like it impacts yeah. the child. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that made me even more sick when I was pregnant with Leo. I'm like, okay, I'm off on my mental game and they're like, don't do anything stressful to like affect your baby. And I'm there like, too late. My world is over. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So that was like so extremely stressful. And then compared to like this pregnancy with Tatum, it's like c- almost like complete 180. Um, we didn't like plan exactly when we were going to get pregnant. We knew we wanted a second kid, but it wasn't like we're going to get pregnant like right now, basically. So we kind of like accidentally tried, but we're like ready for a second kid, if that makes sense. So it wasn't like completely planned, but we were like, okay, yeah, like we knew we wanted a second kid and this is just when it's happening, basically. Um, So sort of, sort of 180 there, but um, let's see with... Uh, And then it's just like having it all kind of like planned out. And then like I had already been through a pregnancy, made it a lot easier to like, I don't know, just be prepared for what was going to happen. And then knowing that I was going to have support and uh, I have like a village of friends that I know I can call on and they would be there to help me. So it's been, yeah, so different and so much nicer, like. I feel, I feel for those people who like don't plan, like plan their pregnancies. And like, even if it's like a one night stand type of situation, like I'm like freaking power to you. Like I send all like the biggest vibes cause that is so stressful. And it's life changing. Yeah. Like you're having another human being, like another individual that you're going to have to raise and like teach and also keep mentally like stable and hopefully a well-rounded like human being in this world. So if that's your situation, like you can do this, like find some people that can support you. Cause I feel like that's one of like the biggest things that, you know, you can seek out is having, um, support. Cause like, even if you just need a nap for like three hours out of your day, which at this point in my life, I'm like napping at least once a day or like Justin will take, uh, you know, Tatum out. So then I can sleep like into the morning. Cause I'm up you know, two times a night or whatever. Right. But yeah, even if you just need to call someone for a nap, like your mental game improves so much once you're getting sleep, like sleep and nutrition, like remember to feed yourself and remember to get sleep. Cause I feel like without like that good balance, like everything else just starts to like spiral. Yeah, seriously. And also taking your vitamins. I'm like, those are like the three keys that I've like focused on right now is taking my vitamins, getting good sleep, like asking people for help and stuff like, and feeding myself good nutritional food, at least as much as I can, you know, with the energy that I have. Um, 
yeah so good luck to anyone out there who's going through that stuff and try to find people that will support you um so those te- that's you know obviously different and mm, i'm trying to think i'm like there's like so many layers to like <laughs> so you found them. out you were pregnant <laughs> yeah and your first step is of course gotta find a doctor oh my gosh yeah that was <laughs> that was so <laughs> that was actually kind of stressful because my dad had recently so i'm still under my dad's insurance until january of next year or whatever wow you got that baby so, in under the wire yeah no boom 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 <laughs> it was meant to happen uh, <laughs> so he had actually switched insurances just like in november and like i found out i was pregnant like end of december january ish so it was like right after and i didn't know he had switched insurances yet like i had so like i went to my like previous like gynecologist basically OBGYN and okay. I got this like $300 bill that was like oh insurance isn't gonna pay this at all and I'm like what the hell and of course happened? they're not gonna tell you no no of course not like they're like yeah we we basically will process any insurance but like they didn't know it had changed because I hadn't like updated like oh yeah I got new insurance it was just still the old information you know wow. so I actually had to end up like and I had gone and saw, like, my old, like, endocrinologist, like, twice. So they also, like, billed me for that. And that was crazy. So I ended up getting, like, a reference from that current doctor to, like, get a new doctor at the new hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really glad that I got this doctor because she was amazing. Like, when I would go into, like, appointments and, like, go over my birth plan, she, like, <laughs> she took a copy of my birth plan and was, like, I'm going to, like, make, like, really good notes and, like, put this in there for you. And, like, basically, we're going to try to support you any way we can to... That's awesome. Yeah, to make this happen. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm like, this is possible. Like, what I want can happen. Because I had this whole, like, idea in my mind that, you know, to have... I did, like, hypnobirthing, which is basically, like, just meditation through um, birth and basically trying to relax and let your body do what it's made to do because your body knows what to do so that was like my whole like I I wanted to go unmedicated I wanted to like be able to like have wireless monitoring all this whole shebang so she like wrote it all down and I know that for sure having a doctor like that um invested and like open to the type of birth plan that I wanted because I know some doctors you go to and with my like high risk issues um being a type 1 diabetic some people are kind of like leery and like Mm -hmm. "Mm, we got protocol we kind of have to follow so like it's hard to sometimes find someone who's going to be like okay I trust in you and like sounds like I you know what you're doing right I think having this being my second kid and I'm like I'm experienced I've had diabetes for over 15 years like I know what I'm doing oh another thing I wanted to do was like be able to do my own insulin because usually when you check into the hospital they actually put you on like an insulin drip and they control your blood sugars so so somebody who does doesn't not know your situation no. is going to be in control of administering yeah. your medication and some of the nurses like or not nurses but like the techs who would like assist nurses didn't even know how to like check my blood sugar like they had to like have another person show them how to do it when they were like doing shift change so i'm like I'm so glad because my doctor, I told her, I'm like, I want to be able to do my own insulin with my own pump. 
and they totally let me do it that's awesome yeah I had to stay within like a certain parameter but like if I so if I went too high with my blood sugar and it wasn't coming down like they threatened me like one time like oh we're gonna have to put you on the insulin drip and I was like oh not today I'm like pumping insulin like (laughs) so hard because I'm like I really don't want them controlling my blood sugars um okay so. so you found your doctor what made you decide that you wanted to have a hypnobirth and go down that route of your birth plan right um I feel so I knew this was gonna be like my last kid and then my boyfriend's getting a vasectomy and we're done yay Yay. (laughs) (laughs) um so it's kind of like and I've been down this journey of oh all natural and you know I eat vegan and I try to you know take care of my body and be in tuned with myself all this stuff so I'm like okay I'm gonna be like freaking Wonder Woman go to the basics like unmedicated there's so many benefits for like not having those medications I'm like compared to my last um birth like I just kind of did what the doctors like told me to do it's your first baby I feel like majority of people's like birth stories for their first kid is so extremely similar because they're just like show up to the appointments you're supposed to show up to here's our protocol do x y and z right so i was kind of like searching for something that kind of fell in line with my whole belief system of energy and our minds are powerful and we can you know do anything we put our minds to kind of thing and that's exactly where i landed with hypnobirthing um actually was looking at positive birth stories, like only positive birth stories, trying to get it in my mindset. Like, okay, I've had a baby before I can do this. Cause you kind of go through this, like, holy shit, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. Like, this is the scariest thing I've ever done. (laughs) So I was like going through those videos and like one of the ladies on there, I wish I would have wrote down like her name, but she like told her story of like her doing hypnobirth. And it was basically, she's like, I I went into labor, just started my hypnobirthing, got into the room, like just, you know, kept in that good like mindset and like working through each like contraction and had my baby and got to leave like the next day. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. I want to be able to walk in there, like not have people bugging me or like having tons of IVs in and being able to move around and like Mm -hmm. just and then also feel what labor felt like because I had an epidural with my first kid and didn't feel anything didn't know how to push like it was that's and I ended up like pushing for three hours with Leo so (laughs) that was such a long time and I had the flu so it was like super sick on top of like trying to push this baby out and it was a good thing that like Leo was like super stable and everything and I was able to push that long because I felt like we were getting to the point where it was like, okay, you need to get the baby out or we're going to have to start talking about like C-section. Right. Like more and more people kept coming into the room and I was like, all right, that's not a really great sign. Like either the baby's coming out or like they're going to tell me we're emergency, like a rush of you somewhere else um, with Leo. So <laughs> didn't want that to happen again, you know? Um, and hypnobirthing is really awesome because it, it literally just teaches you, like, the basics. Like, this is what your body does when you go through labor. And this is what a contraction, like, feels like. This is what your partner can do for you. Here are different types of pain management and, like, breathing techniques. And basically, they just, like, tell you to try to, like, 
be self-aware and like try different things while you're in labor to try to cope with what you're going through. So trying different positions. So you basically just man yourself up with like all these options of like, okay, this is what I can do. And you just teach yourself what options are even available. And probably like listening to your own body. Yes. Trying to figure out what you need to do to be able to get through that process. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I signed up for like a $48 (laughs) class online, which was actually one of the best like programs I found. Like there's like ones for like $150. And I'm like, hmm kind of not into that like $48 is definitely reasonable and I'm like if anyone's looking for natural or you know unmedicated type of birth look up better birth stories um it's actually like a lady based out of the UK so she's like got a cool British accent and she's super awesome like she's a hypnotherapist talks about like her experience with that and stuff and best course ever you get a huge amount of information perfectly like laid out for you to be able to have like a really awesome planned out birth and I just basically went through like each video she has on there and like it gives you a little template to even write your birth story on there and that's like what I wrote down like how I visualized each thing going and like what my body would need and like pain relieving you know stuff that would work for me and to tell my doctor that stuff okay so that was really really beneficial and awesome um and so like after I found that program I just kind of did like the hypnobirthing tracks which you basically like do meditations to sleep where it's like um there's one where it's like releasing fear where you like walk down these stairs into a beach and you sit down at a table yeah I'm like it's the most like peaceful place ever um (laughs) you sit down at this like table and you write your fears down and then you tie it to a balloon and it and then you just let the balloon fly away. And it's like a really good way to like deal with any like issues that might come up. They're like, okay, um, you had your birth plan like this, but we're gonna have to change something. So like, if you have a fear of what, you know, is going to happen, you can like do that visually, visuals, what the Visualization. heck? Yes, that word. <laughs> That's the one um, to get through it. And um, so just like different like hypno, um, hypnosis techniques that you can do on yourself, self-hypnosis. Um, so yeah, I'm like, (laughs) so let's get to the day then. Oh my gosh. Yes. So So you planned to have an induced labor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they don't let, I mean, you can like turn down medical advice and be like, I'm not going to get induced. Like, I'm just going to let my body do what it's going to do. But so with Tatum, he actually had a, um, single umbilical artery so he only had like can't remember if it's the vein or the artery that he only had one of but you basically have an umbilical cord with three vessels in it and he had an umbilical cord with only two vessels in it so like having uh the arteries that pump two arteries and then a vein to pump stuff like so arteries go to the baby and the veins go back to your body to be reoxygenated re yeah he was only getting about half the nutrition that he was supposed to be intaking Basically, yeah. So he only had like the one artery and the one vein. Um, And so they were like, okay, that's like an issue. And then I have type one diabetes, which they like usually throw you out at like 38 weeks. They're like, okay, you have to be induced at this point. Like we, no matter like how good your control is, 
the stillborn uh, percentages like go up by like X amount. I can't remember how much, but they're like, we don't like to mess with those numbers even at all. That's our protocol to cut you off, which I was like, okay, yeah, with the I'm with my first pregnancy, they took me at like 38 weeks, three days and everything was like totally fine and, you know, good with that. I'm pretty sure like with the epidural with Leo though, like I'm, the issues that he had was like low blood sugar and I'm pretty sure it's just because he like couldn't eat very well right off the bat. And I attribute that to like the epidural, like, you know, affecting him and not being able to like be super, I don't know, like as much energy, like just drugged up basically. So that was another reason to like convince me of trying to go unmedicated for this one. Um, so yeah, they took me, uh, so they were monitoring me. I would like go in like twice a week and stuff to have, uh, it's like heart rate monitored and blood flow of the umbilical cord, like reviewed basically. Um, and they saw like one of the days they saw it like being like restricted a little bit so they're like okay we're gonna move up your induction from 38 weeks to 37 weeks like you're not gonna go past like 37 and that was like really hard to like wrap my mind around like she ended up calling me and I was like at Ross getting uh clothes for um Justin and Leo to do maternity photos and so she like (laughs) called me and I'm like already like trying to get so much stuff done and I sat there like talked to her for like 30 minutes I'm like I really feel like I could just be pregnant longer like I'm I just like told her like all my doubts like you're sitting there in the middle of an aisle of Ross like literally (laughs) holding like boys clothes and like my boyfriend's like shirts that I liked and like just sitting there I think that we could go a little bit longer yeah yes exactly it literally was (laughs) and she's like just trying to like arm me with all this information like this is, you know, why we're thinking it. We need to do it now. Um, and like, here's your risks. And I'm like, okay. Like, and she's like, just think about it overnight. Like we want you to feel as comfortable as you, you are. And like, you've obviously like done your research for your other birth stuff. Like you need to be mentally like on the same page as us or else, mm-hmm. you know, things don't go as smooth. Yes. So I'm like, okay, we'll sleep on it. I'll talk with my partner and I'll let you know how I'm feeling and because like she had scheduled the induction like that day that they saw like the restricted flow of the umbilical cord they like basically like scheduled it for they like already that scheduled weekend. it for you <clears throat> yeah <laughs> and that's why I was like okay holy crap like she like we're done we're done like I was like re- in denial that the pregnancy was over because I'm like this is my last kid I wanted to go as long as possible like I'm trying to like cherish every moment and I'm like we do have these risks though that I'm like, okay, I need to like come back to reality and accept that. It's the... not going to be as perfect as you want. No. It to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not following that plan where you're going to be pregnant and go into natural labor. It's just not going to happen. Gotta let that fear go. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was really good that I talked to her and like, she's, she's just such an awesome doctor. I'm really glad that I ended up going to her instead. <clears throat> and like the team of people, um, that they had at the hospital too. They're just like amazing. Um, so yes, I get that call and I'm like, Hey, we're calling at 37 weeks. Then I think over overnight and just like weighing the risks and stuff. And obviously using like Google (laughs) to like, (laughs) what baby chance, like, what are the chances of like struggles with 37 weeks? Like, what does a 37 week old baby look like? Like, what are (laughs) 
Dear Dr. Google. Google's got to be able to, like, it's a real support, bro, okay? <laughs> Google's my best friend and also my worst enemy. Yeah. It's both sides for real. It's true. Um, And we felt comfortable, like, okay, yeah, it's time to call it. So we had it scheduled for, like, <laughs> that weekend. And I, like, worked up until, like, literally the night before I was going to be called in to be induced. So people were like, what? You're you're having a baby tomorrow. Like you're being induced. Why? Like legit. Why are you here? Why are you? They're like, go put your feet up and relax. And I'm like, I need some normalcy in my life. And like working is like my, been my normal. Right. I'm still a denial. Okay. (laughs) Let me live my denial. And they're like, all right. Well, as long as you feel good. And I'm like, I feel okay. Okay. I'm high. Like, seriously, like, that whole shift, I was, like, on an adrenaline high. I was just like, holy shit. And, like, people were like, so I heard you're, I'm ha- I guess I'm having a baby tomorrow. I'm like, I wanted it to not be tomorrow, but it's tomorrow. Like, that's, that was insane. Like, having it, like, just, like, having the doctors be like, hey, yeah, you're not having a baby in, like, a week and a half, but we're having it in, like, four days. And I'm like okay, I got to finish laundry and like, you know, I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, my house needs to be done. Yeah. No, for real. I'm like, have I learned enough from my hypnobirthing? Like, I'm just trying to like legit, like get through every little thing that I had wanted to get through. Cause it was like, Hey, you're now you're in high gear. You're literally going to have your little baby in your arms. Like in the next, like, 48 hours terrifying yeah dude so terrifying because I was also like one thing that I was talking with Justin with after we like had Tatum I was like one of the things I was thinking as I was like driving up to the hustle is is, like okay are we really gonna have a baby like is this really happening like is he gonna come out and like he's not just some like entity like I think that exists like because you don't know what they look like you see ultrasounds and stuff but you're like wow, is that really inside my body? Like, am I really, I've really grown this, like, amazing, perfect human. Like, you're just this is this wild. state of denial yeah. until the baby is in your arms. Legit. And even then you're like, this can't be mine. Did he really just come out my hoo-ha? Because <laughs> I wasn't there all the way. <laughs> Mentally, I'm in denial still. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they set the induction for, like, Friday night, 7.30. So I'm like, okay, cool. I work Thursday. Next day, like... Did you sleep at all the night before? Dude, I have learned some magic skills that Justin's taught me to be able to just, like, go to sleep. So, yes, because I was like... Nice. I was like, this is the last... This is the last sleep I'm going to get. So, like, I cherished cherished that sleep, man. It was... It's very nice. Plus, I just made myself really tired. Like, I worked really hard. So then to, like, get my mind off stuff and then I was exhausted. So, yeah, I think (laughs) Friday night, though, because they didn't call us right away for the induction. They're like, if you don't hear by by 8 p.m., like, call us. And, like, so I call it, like, I don't know. I waited a little bit longer. It was, like, 8.30. (laughs) I'm like, they said to call them at 8, but I'm going to wait till 8.30 because I'm still in denial that I'm about to have a baby. (laughs) So I call and they're like, oh yeah, the charge nurse can't talk to you right now. So I'm like, hey, just no rush. I won't be calling you because she's like, you can call us. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I'm not going to wait to call you. Just call me. Like, when you're ready for me, just call me. Because then I can just pretend like it's not going to be until tomorrow. Like, later in the day, I'll be able to sleep, maybe. Right. That night, I didn't sleep very well. <laughs> um, I think I only got, like, two hours of sleep. And they ended up calling us at, like, 1.30 a.m. Wow. And, yeah, so originally trying to be at, like, 7.30 down to, like, 1.30. And we ended up getting there at, like, 2 a.m. and stuff. So, yeah, like, driving up to the hospital, I'm like, I don't, is this real? Like, he's really going to come out? Like, I really am pregnant. Like, there's really a child in there. Try to just wrap my mind around, like, going from one kid to two kids. Because you legit, like, go through this kind of, like, I don't know. It's, like, a whole lot of grieving I feel like I'm talking about. But it's all good grieving. Like, um, I just, like... You're grieving your past life. Yeah. You're about to be reborn into this (laughs) new life. Yeah, and along with another We're a new life. mom again, basically. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. So, um, yeah, we get to the hospital. It's like one thirty. Get checked in. Like, get into the room. Like two a.m. They like started like the medicine to like, cause what they call when they like schedule your induction is like cervical ripening. Unless you're like, your body's obviously the signs that you're ready. Like dilation. And all that fun stuff. So, so they had to administer a medication to help you dilate. Dilating. Right. Yeah. Okay. And like you usually get like Pitocin too, which helps mm-hmm. start your contractions, which also like help you dilate and your cervix get shorter so baby can come out. And uh, that was one thing on my birth plan that I actually wrote in there. I'm like, no Pitocin if possible. So like I had like been training myself like to be mentally ready for Pitocin because I've heard Pitocin makes your contractions like way worse. So like if you're unmedicated, it's like a lot harder to yeah <laughs> handle those. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. You know, it's, and I didn't know what it was going to feel like at all. Like I didn't know what actual contractions ever felt like anything. So I was like, I literally have had a baby, but I have no idea what this is actually going to be. So I'm like, are even natural contractions going to be, like, horrible? And then I'm going to have a Pitocin contractions, which are meant to be, like, even worse. I'm like, okay, what am I getting myself into? Like, is this going to be too much? Like, am I going to exhaust myself? Um, so I kind of had that in my mind. No Pitocin, no Pitocin. So I was, like, really trying to put energy out in the universe not to have any Pitocin. And, okay. uh... So... Yeah. You get in. You get your induction... Started, medication yeah, which is started. like cytotech yeah which so just helps which with dilation different from pitocin right so you're basically sitting here in the hospital room middle of the night yes getting your so <laughs> getting your um labor started yeah what happens next after you get that medication so they had hooked me up to like uh to get like a baseline from baby like heart rate and uh, my contractions, mm-hmm. if I was having any, uh, they put like these belly bands on to like start monitoring those. So they get me all hooked up to that. And I was like, I want to have the uh, wireless monitoring. And they're like, okay. They seem kind of like hesitant to want to give me them. Cause I guess it's like really fidgety and stuff. But I was like, I really want to be able to move around. And it's a lot harder when you're hooked up to those wires. Yeah. So I like, we put in an order for that, for them to like, bring those around when they were like ready to after the baseline was set for baby like oh he's measuring here and here constantly so then we can like start taking stuff off and trying the wireless ones okay um 
so yeah, they did like the first dose of Cytotec. I think it was like around like 3.30 a.m. is when we like started. <clears throat> and uh, they were going to do it every like two to three hours and do three doses, up to three doses. And kind of after that, it was like, okay, we're, so their plan is like do the Cytotec and then see like how you're progressing, how your body responds. And then they'll do like what's called like a Foley bulb, which is like basically putting like a tube catheter up there that they inflate with fluid that creates like a balloon above your cervix. So then it weighs on top of your cervix to help it open basically. Okay. So it's past the cervix. You have to be like dilated a little bit for that to <laughs> go past there. For anyone, this is like TMI. I'm so sorry, but I don't think it's TMI. I'm just trying to picture. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like uh... my eyes are just getting wider. I'm like, yeah, uh... through your cervix. Okay, Ooh. Okay, okay, like, okay. yeah. So yeah, so they, you know, that was their plan. Cytotech, Foley bulb, see, you know, and that's supposed to cause contractions too. So like, okay, so the you way... haven't had it contracted <clears throat> at this point. I actually like the Cytotech actually did kind of like jump kick contractions for me which I was like awesome because like that's gonna help you progress and like move everything down like mm -hmm. that's a huge part of labor is having contractions so <clears throat> and I had been doing like taking date like four dates a day which is like supposed to mimic like the same thing Pitocin does to your body also having like a lot of oxytocin in your body too so getting massages from your partner and you know, having sex and, like, having good moments, taking a bath, like, being relaxed, like, mm -hmm. all of that stuff that can, like, trigger those things. I was, like, trying everything to, like, <laughs> induce myself, but not, like, really induce myself. Just be in the right mindset and practice those things. Okay. Okay. Um, so, we, they did, like, the three doses of Cytotech, and I was actually, like, progressing pretty good. I ended up getting to, like, three centimeters dilated and when you're ready to push, you're at a 10. Uh -huh. So got to like a three and then like, okay, we have to do like the fully bulb. And this is like going to help, you know, dilate you and it's going to help contractions. Cause the weight of that ball, like above your cervix is like mimicking the baby's head. And so your body then is like, oh, you're in labor and we'll start doing all the stuff it needs to do. Okay. So we get like the fully bulb in and that was actually... <laughs> one of the more uncomfortable things like out of like everything like that was the most annoying I should say like out of everything and I think what it's just it feel like it's just like it's literally like having a weight in your vagina like pulling down and it feels like it's really full like really like high up because it's like past your cervix so it's like in your uterus you know so like yeah it just like felt like really heavy and like just something like, I don't know, that, that blocks you from like having your normal like area down there. Like I can't like, explain it very well, but it's just literally a weight up in there. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like painful. It was just annoying. Like so it just- Like a pressure? Pressure for sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we got that in and like, it was crazy. They had to come and like check it and like try to- see if it could come out on its own. Cause once that ball comes out, you're like at a four centimeters. So, and that's what we're trying to get to and like help kickstart more contractions. 
And they came in now, there like three pulling, times. Are they pulling it themselves or are they yeah. having you push? No. Just, you're saving your pushing energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you're yeah, you're not to that point at all. Okay. Um, they, they just come in and, like, try to pull it out to see if you've dilated past for where it can come out. Okay. Yeah. So, they had to come in, like, three or four different times to check it. And I can't remember how much, like, time had lapsed. And, um... Justin was awesome. Like, he had packed, like, all this stuff to, like, try to get, like, oxytocin and, like, happy hormones, like, flowing. So, he had packed, like, candle, like, not candle candles for the room, but, like, electric-powered candles and LED strips of light. And then we had, like, music playing. And we had, like, (laughs) printed out pictures of, like, ultrasound pictures and pictures of Leo up on the wall to, like, help motivate. And, like, (laughs) Justin even, like, hung up baby clothes, like, on the IV lines and, like... (laughs) legit it was it was kind of nutty and like nurses were bringing in other They're nurses like, who are these crazy happy people for real though like <laughs> but the energy was spot on That's so good, <laughs> yeah though. yeah so we yeah. had it all set up like we got in there and like legit i i even like had bought my own like hospital gown that had like flowers on it and stuff because nice. i'm like I am not getting in an ugly hospital gown. Something that a hundred people have worn. Yeah. I'm like, this is my journey. I got to be stylish in my own way. (laughs) So, like, I had bought my own, like, gown. Like, I had that on. We had the whole room set up with vibes. Like, we had, oh, and a diffuser going that had, like, peppermint oil. Like, we tried different scents to see what was the best for me to, like, make me the most relaxed and, like, just, like, energized. And we ended up landing on, like, um... Uh, pep or no eucalyptus and lemon like mix oh, nice. that was like really really awesome and so like and other nurses were like bringing in other nurses being like oh look at this room like holy crap this is crazy like you guys have this like set up for a, like a journey I'm like that's exactly what we're doing <laughs> and they were like super impressed like I don't think people see that very often like we kept the shades down the whole time like total mindset like getting in the groove of right being You're just relaxed. creating this own little bubble. Yeah. For your experience. Yeah. And like, you don't know how much time is like passed, which is like so freaking nice. Cause like, you feel like you're going to be there forever. But I feel like, cause I, by the time we checked in, by the time we had him was less than 24 hours. Oh, wow. So like it was, yeah, really, really good. Like I feel like I was in labor for Let's see. It was like t- over 26 out 27 hours with Leo and then pushed for like 3 hours. So it was like a long a long while. Yeah. A long time. At least it felt super long. <laughs> but this one it felt like it went by super fast and I just being in that whole groove and like atmosphere definitely helped made a difference. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. And we even tried to like pass time with like trying to play video games and like <laughs> watching Dory, finding Dory and like Luca and different movies but by this like by that time like the fully bulb and they're like testing it and stuff like it was I was getting more and more contractions because that way it legit like your body's like all right you're in labor and it starts those contractions so I was starting to like do my hypno like breathing through it and like um you know it was already pretty uncomfortable um and there was actually this one feel like this one lady who kind of like inhibited me because like I felt like I was not progressing for so long and I was like just I kept trying to remind myself like oh just let your body do its thing like it's just not ready to like progress blah 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 and I honestly think it's just because this one nurse was in a grumpy ass mood and I'm like bruh 
like once she clocks out, I feel like things are going to go so much smoother. And literally like an hour after like shift change and they like introduce you to the new nurse, like things started happening so quick. Like I took like a quick cat nap and uh, my little sister who was actually in the room with us who holy shit like so grateful she was there like I had uh Justin my partner and my sister Jenny I could have not done this without them like the amount of like (laughs) things I had them do and like different positions to try to get in and like counter pressure everything like they literally had a tag team because like they Justin would have to do like counter pressure so hard that he would, like, get exhausted because he's, like, leaning over the bed, like, pushing, like, on my back or pushing on the front of my knees, like, trying to offset the pain so you can, like, get through the contraction. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, literally he would tap out sometimes, so then Jenny would have to step in and finish the counter pressure for him. So, like, and then they were doing, like, massaging my body, like, and my legs and my feet to try to, like, distract my mind from, like, focusing on the pain. So... (laughs) Thank you, you guys. You are the best. <laughs> For real. Like, having a good support system, going back to that, you need to have, like, your people because it is crucial. Makes all the difference. Yeah. So, that lady, like, checked out, like, uh, and then literally after that, like, I took a nap. I had it. My little sister suggested a heating pad. She's like, get a heating pad. And I was like, because she read through my birth plan again, which I'm glad she did again because she saw like all my pain management stuff. And she's like, oh, you put a heating pad. I'm like, genius. Like, yes, let's get a heating pad. It took like an hour for them to get that heating pad. But as soon as like I got that and took a nap, like I was on my hands and knees in the bed, took a nap like that because like that's the best way that I felt to sit because you're like being on your back hurts like you're having like the right. worst cramps of your life so it's painful you're not comfortable but I also didn't want to be laying on my back because I'm like trying to think optimal baby having position is like having all fours yeah exactly so I'm like have the gravity help you and like I was like I'm not getting out of this position and I was really hoping I would be able to push in that position too but towards the end which we're coming up on, like, didn't end up, like, being in that position, which I was, like, dang, but it's for good reason. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, after that, like, the fully bulb, like, I woke up from my nap, and I, like, I tried to pull my fully bulb finally, and it came out so easy, and, like, that, like, sparked so much oxytocin, because we were all so excited. We're like, oh my gosh, we're progressing, we're progressing, like, we're, we're at least a four, so I'm like, we just have to get to a ten, so I'm like, Holy crap, holy crap. So Well, once you get to a certain centimeter, it usually progresses fairly really quickly, fast. Right? right? Yeah. So and I feel like that point, that's when it started like going into high gear was once that fell out. And I think it's because of that huge spark of oxytocin where we're all like, Yeah, baby, like we're <laughs> we're gonna we're like hours away. Like this is so crazy. And uh so we call the nurse, they come in there and like come and check me and they're like, Oh, you're actually at a five and I'm like hallelujah like because like they're like it comes out when you're a four so I was like oh man I'm only gonna be at a four but I'm like no that's great and then they checked me like oh you're at a five I'm like yes this is awesome this is so good so I'm like because I'm like once I hit like a seven that's when things go from like seven to ten and then like you're pushing so like and that can happen within a matter of like two or three hours so I'm like literally we're gonna meet him in a couple hours and it was heading towards the night at that point um so yeah that came out it was awesome. And like, they, they never had to like, I think, no, I think it was like one time they had to like threaten 
Pitocin on me. Like, you know, if you're not progressing anymore, like we're going to have to start Pitocin to start getting those contractions to start helping you dilate more to meet baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really not what I want. So like after they threatened me, like it literally, I think my mind, your mind is a very powerful tool. Okay. Cause I was like, I don't want that. I'm going to put all my like mental energy and emotional energy into like Come progressing. On, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm like, let's go with the flow. You've had this long to prepare. Yep. You're ready for it. You got this. Exactly. And like, that's what uh, Jenny and Justin are like talking to me about. Like I'm getting through like these smaller contractions and stuff. And they're just like, you're made for this. You can do it. Like your body, like yes. you're a you're strong woman. And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I like, I feel like I was preparing for the Olympics. Like I'm ready. I'm going to lift this weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they get, um, they threaten that and I'm like, okay, let's go. And like, from that point, like. I think an hour after that, they're like, hey, are you, you're in, you're comfortable with us breaking your water? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in the last, like, three hours. Like, totally do it. I know this will, like, jumpstart um, more contractions as well. And so, and that that's because your baby, like, drops down further once they break your water. So, they break my water and that's when things, like, seriously went from, like, the five to a ten so fast. Like, it literally was, like, wow. three hours or whatever, like... And contractions get so crazy. So you kind of get in a mindset, like you kind of like can control your, you know what level of pain you're going to be in when your contractions happen for like the first part of your labor. And then once you get to like a new like level of contractions, it's kind of shocking. And I feel like that's the point where people like, that's where my sister, she actually tried to go natural and she had her baby June 25th and I had my baby August 1st. So like she tried to go natural and she said after she like had her water broken like she couldn't make it an hour into those contractions like with after her water broke because it's kind of like cushions it so I was like oh shoot like this is the point they're gonna really start hurting and they really do like it's a new level and like you kind of have to come to like a homeostasis with like being okay with that level of pain because you get used to that level before and then your body adjusting even more and like doing more work to like handle the new contraction level is like shocking you're just like oh we're at this level now like this is where they can get to okay like I was just kind of like "Ooh, can I really do this like that was the only point at the uh, during the labor that I was like maybe or not that was the second point because when the first contraction started I was like do I really want to go through this pain (laughs) for this long but I'm really glad my body got like used to that pain level, like pretty relatively quickly. And that thought went by really fast. But then with the snoop pain, I was like, can I cope again? <laughs> Am I going to be able to do this? And then you kind of don't really adjust. You just like find a coping thing that helps you. And I like asked several nurses, I'm like, what have you seen people doing? Or like, what works like best for you? Or like, what do you suggest? Like what type of breathing for your, cause I, at that point too, like hypnobirthing stuff, like I couldn't remember stuff. Like I was just kind of like in survival mode. Like, yeah. Okay. We're going through this. Like you're in this pain. And I had, I had so many options. They give you like, you can get like fentanyl or like morphine, dude. You can get some crazy ass drugs, just like take the edge off. So like you can think clearer, which but I didn't even get anything like literally like no anything. It was, uh, only the cytotech I was given 
like they even didn't even have like IVs hooked up to me. Like they had like the emergency one that they have to put in, but they didn't even have to use that until after I gave birth to like put Pitocin in for your uterus to basically not, you don't hemorrhage and your uterus can contract down like smaller. Okay. So, um, yeah, they didn't have to like do anything like that, which is, it's kind of annoying to have that thing in the whole time, but you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, once I like asked the nurses, I'm like, what, what do you suggest? They were like doing this breathing where you breathe in and like push out, like, and just like, kind of like relax as much as you can and like do that over and over again. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And like, before that, I was kind of like getting to the point where I was just like vocalizing like through like the contraction like going oh like trying to like get the energy out and stuff and like process it the breathing was way more helpful than just like trying to vocalize it because you're like you're you're breathing that baby down and like you can feel it actually like per, like mo moving the energy where you need it to be okay so I was like yeah. really grateful that like she I asked that because I don't I don't know if I would have I would think I would be screaming through like the whole time at the end where that new pain level happened but I actually just like breathe the whole time like that like really hard I didn't make any sounds I wasn't screaming I wasn't like writhing in pain or anything it was just like 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 that over and over again for like hour like a couple of hours just breathing through the contractions oh. and like once I like got through the first like hour of that my body like finally like acclimated to that pain level and just you totally go inside yourself where it's like kind of like you're on a hike and you're just in the zone where you're just like one foot in front of the other and you just keep going, keep going, keep going. It was just, it felt exactly like that where you're just like keep taking each step, each step, each step and just trying to make it a little bit further and a little bit further. Um, and like there was one point too where, where I was like, okay, I'm done having these contractions. <laughs> like I want to push. So I like asked my doctor, I'm like, what does it kind of feel like to push? Like, when does, at what point does that like happen? Because <laughs> I'm like, kind of I ready? really like need to get this baby out. Like, I'm kind of done experiencing this pain. It would be great to like go home finally. Like, <laughs> I was kind of done. It's not fun going through those contractions. They they hurt. <laughs> um, and she was like, you'll you'll know once you like start pushing. Your your body will take over. I'm like, okay, cool. And she, and they started seeing like the baby's heart rate like decel and so like this whole time I had been on my hands and knees and like that's how I planned on being like the whole time because that was like the most relief of pain that way mm -hmm. and then having like Justin put counter pressure on my hips and just like basically pushing on your back to like spread your hips apart and like open you basically or yeah. like on the tops of your hips to like push the tops in so then the bottoms basically open like you look at if you look at videos <laughs> for birthing like you'll know what I'm talking about what they talk about counter pressure but um he's doing a lot of that through the whole time a lot of like tons of massaging and stuff this whole time so and they could kind of like tell at this point like when I was going through a contraction so then they would like jump in and like start doing counter pressure like my breathing would change a little bit and stuff so like they were in tune, like we, I felt like a very well oiled machine <laughs> once we got like in our rhythm. And so like my sister was doing like massaging, he was doing counter pressure and like distracting my brain a little bit away from that stuff. So I'm like, if people weren't like touching me and like working on me the whole time, I literally, I'm like, if I would have just like been like floating in my mind space, 
going through that pain without that a little bit of distraction, mm-hmm. it would have been, I feel like, not doable. Because, <laughs> like, it was so relieving to have, like, those moments where that was happening. Um, and distracting myself because that stuff's intense, dude. Sounds like uh, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So, yeah, at this point, his heart rate's, like, decelling. So, they're like, okay, we, like, you know you need to switch positions so you need to get on your back because we think like his umbilical cord is like maybe further down than he is so he's like cutting off the oxygen and blood flow when every time you contract so i'm like okay yeah i'll get on my back so then things can kind of like flow back down and like hopefully the umbilical cord will come back behind him basically right don't know how that magic voodoo happens but i get on my back and that was like super painful like trying to switch positions when you're like your uh, body's like so tense and stuff and trying to go through contractions but i'm like i'm doing it for the baby like his heart rate's decreasing it's not good we're gonna get him out any way possible so once i got on my back it was like maybe like 30 minutes after that um of really intense uh and different type of pain because now i'm in a new position mm-hmm. kind of changed it up a little bit i finally like got the, the urges to push which kind of feels like you need to th- throw up but it's like it's like that feeling where you're like gonna like vomit like that that to eject (laughs) yeah but also like but it's coming downwards like it's it's weird throw up out of your vagina vagina yes (laughs) exactly or like if you have very bad diarrhea where it's just like i have to go now and your body's just forcing shit Uh out of you that's what it feels like to push just Uh very intensely where you like it literally your whole body just like literally takes over where you're just like like it pushes for you it's pretty amazing actually so that was really cool to experience because with my first pregnancy i I never never felt that that. yeah i had no idea so i was like oh that's what it feels like to push so like that was super exciting i'm like okay let's we're gonna start getting this baby out and then 30 minutes of pushing they're like okay emily you need to get him out like the next four pushes because like his heart rate's not coming back up every time it's deselling. So, like, he needs to come out. Like, this is, it's not a good situation. And they were, like, telling me how to push. And they're, like, giving me motivation. Like, Emily, you got this. Push, push, push. Like, hold your breath in and push, like, with your might. Like, get it. Push him down. Push him down. I'm, like, freaking, <laughs> like, I'm trying so hard. Like, it's so freaking difficult. And, it, like, in that position on your back, like, gravity's not working with you. Right. So I was like, this is not the position I wanted to be in. I want to be on my hands and knees. And, like, I wish I would have asked if I could go back to that position. Because once, like, the umbilical cord kind of, like, went back down a little bit, I'm like, I wonder to this day that if I would have got back in that position, things would have been a little bit easier. Right. So, but you're not really thinking logically at this point. When you're in that yeah. much pain, you're just like listen to the doctor they know how to get the baby out i'm gonna i'm gonna trust you right so at that point like i had pushed like three more times and she's like hey emily uh are you okay like if we use forceps and i'm like okay like we're to that point like yes like if we need to get him out yeah get the forceps let's get him out any way possible so like i push one more time they like got his head in the forceps and literally push like one more time and they freaking his head is out wow and then she just like pulled him out basically and i was like holy i'm like he's out like you can feel everything like coming out of your body that is wow. an incredible sensation of relief like you're just like 
I don't have to be doing that anymore. <laughs> Thank the Lord Jesus. So yeah, that was insane. I ended up having like a second degree tear, which it's really not that bad for having forceps and stuff. So I'm like, really, I'm fine with that. That's all good. <laughs> and it's, it's, it almost feels like the same amount of healing that I did with my first kid and I had no tearing with Leo. So it's kind of the same at least. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. So that's good, especially with having forceps. So, but that wasn't part of the birth plan, obviously. Um, but yeah, they got him out and they like put him on my chest and, uh, he ended up having to have like a little bit of like CPAP just for pressure to like, and help his lungs like to learn how to inflate basically. And then they had to like, just like do some tests on him and stuff to, uh, make sure that he like past their three hour monitoring period and so he went to the NICU for those three hours but as soon as he was like done with that test he was like good to go totally fine that's good and he was like more alert than my other kid was and like just so much like healthier blood sugars were good like everything like that way was super different with um Leo compared to him like he was just way more alert and ready to go basically than comparatively with my kid that I had the epidural with so I'm really glad. And with the issues with, like, the single umbilical cord, which at the t- it's crazy, too, because actually at the time, uh, so they, like, you birth your placenta and they kind of, like, look it over and stuff and do some measurements and kind of just, like, log information. Mm-hmm. And he actually ended up having what's called a true knot in his, like, umbilical cord. So it's literally, like, a tied knot in the cord. You're like, well, that's why he wasn't able to... Yeah, deselling this whole entire time. Like, holy crap. Yeah, so... And that's, like, a the single umbilical cord artery, it's, like, a 1% chance of, like, having that. And it's also a 1% chance of having a true knot. So, like, I try to Google, like, what's the chances of having a single, like, umbilical cord and a true knot and it was like there's no article on it at all it's impossible yeah like, like, no, it's <laughs> they not. don't happen yeah so like I couldn't even find like any like percentages of like how often that happens in pregnancy so I feel pretty freaking lucky because I'm like that's like I don't know if you like times those odds like what one so it's like one in a hundred for each of those and then times those like statistics together I don't know if it's like one in 10,000 or something like that but it feels even more rare than that because it just I had I couldn't find Google lied to me no (laughs) I couldn't find any information on it um so yeah I feel really lucky because I like both of those things can very easily cause like fetal death like very and very quickly like you stop blood flow or something fails like it's done like there's nothing yeah so I was like Holy crap. It's a good thing that you yeah. decided to go at 20, 30, Yeah, for real. Yeah. So I was like, good thing my doctors like had that conversation with me and like made me feel good about the decision. She was like, you know, some people say they feel bullied into induction and she's like, we don't want you in that mindset like at all. Like you need to like approve it. Like mm-hmm. you're the one having the baby. So I'm so glad she was like on my same page and we had a pretty good like relationship to be able to have that. And then also having everyone on my, like, birth plan, like, she put in such detailed notes that when we checked in, too, like, the nurses were like, have you seen these notes? Like, (laughs) and, like, the other nurse would, like, come up and she's like, oh, oh, wow, I'm gonna have to go through these, like, it's like a page and a half. So I was like, thank you, doctor. Like, so, like, every nurse knew, like, (laughs) looking through my chart, like, very detailed, like, what I wanted. So we didn't end up needing Pitocin. 
and like was very motivated not to get that and like he arrived safely and like passed his breathing test and like from the time he was born to us leaving it was like a little over 24 hours so we literally left like the next day Wow. Yeah. So he was born August 1st. Yep. At, you said it was like 1230 a.m. Uh-huh. A.m. Yep. He weighed... Five pounds, three ounces, and, and he was, was 19 inches long. He's such a tiny baby. He's so tiny. And now he's like, get, he's close to six pounds. So like, he's gaining really good. He eats really good. Good. He only gets up twice a night. Like, such a good baby. <laughs> I'm so grateful, dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You'd be the most zen baby. For real. I'm like, we did so much to get you here in a zen way, bro. You got to keep this going. <laughs> I think all that good, like, meditation and good, like, energy flow definitely, yeah. like, had him be as zen as he is. Yeah. I'm glad that you had such a good experience. <laughs> I know, right? Like, everything pretty much went up to plan. Um, <laughs> besides the forceps, didn't plan that, but... I'm grateful it's a tool that they can use to freaking help your baby come out of your body when things are not going as, you know, as what they should be. So, yeah, he's here safely and he's a good baby. So, freaking miracles, dude. Having babies is a freaking wild ride. It's so awesome, though. Yeah. (laughs) When when you're ready for it, it's awesome. But you're never ready for it. You're never ready for (laughs) children. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's like my, that's like, that's the gist of it. <laughs> nice. That was such a good story though. Yeah. No, it was really good. I'm really glad I had that experience, like kind of like end my childbearing, like adventure, you know, like yeah. that's kind of what I wanted. And I visualized the shit out of it and really wanted it and went for it and, you know, did what I needed to do, like train myself, my body, my mind, mm-hmm. put the energy into it and got to have that experience. I think you're also very lucky that you had a body that was able to actually perform yeah. to your expectations. Right. Because a lot of women don't have that opportunity yeah. and they end up having to maybe do something that they, they don't want to yeah, do want to be able to give birth. But yeah, you got to do what you got to do. For real. Yeah. And like, I had planned even, I'm like, if I have to have a C-section, I want to be able to see everything. Like, I legit even, like, put in, like, if it's plan A, B, C, to Z, like, I had put, like, options for everything. So, like, even if we get to that point, like, you're having your baby, it's hard freaking work. Like, whatever it comes down to to have that baby safely come to you, like, you're an amazing woman. Like You're a goddess. Yeah, t- <laughs> take advantage of whatever way to take, you know, have your baby arrive there safely and have you in the right mental place to be able to then take care of that baby afterwards so right yeah for real (laughs) so proud of you oh thank you yes i am so glad i don't have to do that again but also (laughs) i was like i i know that i could do it now so like that's really comforting like that's really cool that our bodies really are made to like do that and like we can do that we we have the power and like we're incredible beings like life is freaking precious and mind-boggling and freaking wild dude wow so yeah <laughs> well that about wraps it up i, I know think. for real sorry guys it's like hour 15 <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome okay <laughs> it's all good no it's great um we will get back together again next week i guess dude i'm so excited Woo!
Thanks for joining um, us. We want to hear about your birth story. Did you oh, plan everything yes. out? And did it go to your plans? Yeah. Did you have a hypnobirth? What was it like? For real, I want to know. I love birth stories. And now going through it, I'm like, reading again, I'm like, yes, these are awesome. So please send them. We would love to read them. That would be great. Yep. Selflovesaga at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. We be there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I'm like, I didn't stop it. <laughs> I always press the record button. <laughs> Whoops. They're like, we're already recording. Yeah. Mm, you've been doing that for a minute. <laughs>